We are partners with Dice Envy. And so if you are interested in a new set of dice, check them out, DiceEnvy.com. They have lots of beautiful dice. In fact, Thane, can you tell us just a moment about what you just got last week? Uh Aha, yes. So I just recently acquired for myself a set of the golden metal dice. I don't think they're actually made of gold, but they look pretty dope because they look like they're made of gold. And this will be our first episode with me actually putting them on the field. So let's see how they do. And I touched all your dice before we started. So you're sunk. (laughs) Can I get a new set of dice? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. We're also partners with BattleBards, BattleBards.com. Check them out. They have all sorts of great sound effects that you can use to enhance your games. And bonus, they have Prime subscriptions. And if you sign up for that, you'll have access to streaming tools, uh, tools that you can use to build out soundboards for your games. And if you use our code STACK, you'll get a 20% discount. Check them out, BattleBards.com. We are using some of their sounds in our games, and we really like the quality of the sounds they provide. It really helps to punch up our games. You can contact us multiple ways, social media, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for at Stackadice. Email stack.o.dice at gmail.com and our wiki, which I will be getting to once we hit our season break and I can breathe for a little bit, vardalon.fandom.com. And coming up next Saturday, mark your calendars. If you're in the area, come to the Odenton Public Library. Starting at 10 a.m., they are going to host their annual Comic-Con. I think this may be their third one or something, but come to their Comic-Con. There will be all sorts of vendors there, local businesses and uh, costume contests and all sorts of fun things. We'll be there. We'll have a table. And then at 11 o'clock, we're going to traipse over to the teen room, and we're going to have a live recording of our game that you are welcome to come and sit in and We'd love to have you there. This is going to be kind of like an unplugged version of our show. I'm not going to do a whole lot to touch it up. And it's just going to be fun to not only play the game like we have been, but also to have some folks there to uh, enjoy it as well. And we hope you'll be there with us if you're in the area. That is Saturday, the 18th of May at the Odenton Branch Library. See you there. We have a review Another one, this time, this one's from Canada from a user with the name Gimli, trademark, and the title is A Real D&D Gem, Five Stars. I was attracted to this podcast due to its Meet the DM and Meet the Cleric background episodes. These initial episodes are a bit slow and do not have great sound quality, but it improves greatly about five short episodes in. I'm now about 15 episodes in. The DM is low-key, doesn't push improvisation. The story and world is excellent and top-tier. In fact, the DM has inspired me to try DMing my first campaign. You do not need to be an improviser superstar that can do impressions and voices in order to have fun. I loved Tira's training day. I'm going to do similar sessions with my players, including my wife as a first-timer. Loved Womberbash's role-playing. I'm really convinced on the spoon and his empty stomach. Uh, That's not (laughs) role-playing. Yeah. (laughs) That's real. (laughs) Uh, Hearing Peter discover magic just great. Great podcast to learn more about D&D and not just be entertained by it. Thank you to the creators. Really glad to have found this world and these characters. Sweet. That's great. Thank you. So again, that's Gimli with a little trademark after it uh, from Canada. So thank you very much. We've really enjoyed seeing our hits climb in Canada and glad that you're enjoying the show, getting something out of it. First of all, that you're taking that big step to become a DM. Michael, what's been your experience with running an early campaign for you? 
just it's a lot of it's actually a lot of work uh, having to read up on the story. Obviously, in this instance, it's probably more work because you guys are actually creating the world. Um, but um, just reading through, reading ahead, and then of course trying to anticipate what the players are going to do, and when they don't necessarily follow your previously conceived ideas, it it, it gets interesting. Well, and that's going to be the case with any game that you run as a DM. Players are just going to do player things, and that's fine. That that adds to the fun. And I I think for most tables the mentality is it's just we're going to roll with it and that's fine Um, that adds to the fun it makes it memorable especially if you're a fast thinking dm i'm not i don't consider myself necessarily very fast thinking but it's fun to try and and roll with whatever you all come up with and a couple times you've taken me down unexpected paths and that's great because it helps to stretch me and and from the beginning i think i said this in my very first intro uh, I, I am by no means a world-class DM. And so this, I knew this was going to be a learning experience. And so it has been, I hope by the end, I will have learned some good things about running games. You're world-class to me. <laughs> Shall I play some sentimental music there? <laughs> yeah. No, just give me some money. <laughs> Actually, so, so that, that phrase, just roll with it. That yeah. Could be, I, that could be a, a good, good I, I'm pretty sure we're not the only ones. Okay, yeah, forget that. That one's that one's garbage. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one last thing before we hit our question: uh, last night, Thane and I got to go see the Tolkien movie, mm-hmm. the one that's just in theaters. I thought it was a really good movie. Thane loved it. There was a really neat scene in it where young John Tolkien and young Edith Bratt are just getting to know each other, and they go to a hotel restaurant, and he is sharing a word that he created in one of his languages and she asks him what the story is. And so basically this scene is about him not really having a notion of what this word even means, but between the two of them talking together, he ends up coming up with a whole story behind this word. And it was just neat to see that creative interplay. And that's really part of what we were trying to capture in our uh, DM well of inspiration episode, the the special creation corner episode that Thane and I did. Wow. A while ago. Uh, so having somebody to bounce ideas off of and to sharpen us as we come up with extra facets for our games and things, it's really helpful. And that scene just really captured it for me. The question I have for us to consider today is, throughout the course of this game, you've done a lot, been a lot of places, had a lot of experiences. If you were to design a coat of arms for your character what kinds of elements would be included in that coat of arms? You don't need to give me a drawing, but just kind of a verbal description of some of the things that would be in it. If you want to talk about how things are arranged, that's fine. But just what would be in your coat of arms? Got it. (laughs) Michael, tell us about Wombo Bashes. So mine would uh, not be the traditional looking shield, but it might actually be one of the round wooden ones, uh, maybe with some studs. Uh, But on the inside would definitely be a mushroom. Just a nice prominent mushroom, and instead of um, instead of on top uh, being a, a helm of some sort, mine would be more of like a, a cloak or like a like a hood of a cloak on top. Um, it would be flanked on either side with two arms, like with hands uh, out, uh, sort of like in a in a claw claw type the yeah. type type arm. So that would be flanked on either side, and then underneath would definitely be moss that would be underneath, and then there'd be a um, not a nice ribbon underneath, but like a torn ribbon underneath that would say 
I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) That would be my coat of arms. So a mushroom wearing a hood with weird hands sticking out. Standing on moss. moss. Yeah, that needs to go to the bathroom. Yes. Fantastic. Who's next? I'm thinking Peters would definitely be in the traditional shield style with the mortar and pestle uh, in the middle of Vasham. There would be a mace above it. And on either side would be bundles of herbs and stuff. No words, just the elements, the, the, the mace, the mortar and pestle, and the bundles of herbs? I'm actually going to draw my coat of arms, and I'm going to send it to you to go put on, on the side. Sweet, I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. It says Vasham's healing hand, but it's in Edeline, which is different, I have the notes to that upstairs. And that's something you've been working on. Yes. Sort of. You know, can you maybe give us a taste? So Edeline and I have structured after Swedish a little bit for whatever reason, even though there is a more Scandinavian country in the north. But um, it uh, so Vasham, Vasham's healing hand in Edeline uh, translates to Vashamen Revolja Hurt. That's a mouthful. Meredith, how about Tiraz? Um, so I'm thinking that Tiraz would have uh, an image of her great axe crossed with a pickaxe to represent her, like, two different, like, her her background, where she came from to this point, um, to represent the mine that she came from uh, and in addition to now her her favorite weapon of choice. So those two would be crossed, I guess, in the center. And then I think just around the edge, her little mantra. So very simple. Sounds about right. For yeah. Tia. Yeah. No Straightforward and, and, and that. So just in a circle. I think mine would be a circle like what Bash was saying. His was Because that way you could just have like each line taking up a quarter yeah, yeah. of the circle. And, and do you have two. any colors in the background or is it just white or black or... Oh, see, I was just imagining it on stone. On stone. Okay, nice. Which I obviously I couldn't carry it around with me, but I mean, I no, I guess if you were gonna, if I was going to wear it ever, it would have to be something else. If you want to draw these, I'm going to. Yeah, Michael's already made a star on his. Sketch. I might give you some experience points for yeah, that. <laughs> I'll have mine by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the, the neat thing about coats of arms is that they represent things of intrinsic value to you. Um, so your spoon didn't make the cut, did it? I'll put the spoon. I'll throw the spoon in there. Okay. Uh, and so... It's digging into the mushroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one, one hand is holding one. <laughs> yeah, one clawed hand and one hand holding the spoon with his little thumb That's on the actually a good spot. idea. There you go. That's a good idea. His little thumb on the <gasps> shiny spot. Soul stone in one hand and the spoon in the other. There you hey. go. Did you say soul stone or star stone? I said soul stone, baby, because I'm all about soul. That's 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 from the Elder Scrolls, but okay. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so it helps to uh, give a quick display of what's important to you. And so, um, yeah, maybe you'll be able to get these and share them with me. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon.
Hello, stackers, and thanks for joining us in this ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I'm Rhett, the DM, and I'm joined by... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Womberbash Benson Mom. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. And last time, there was a huge battle as the party was saying their farewells to the country of Dao Huin. As they stood on the gangplank, waving to a crowd that had gathered for the purpose of honoring them, their honor guard, who had accompanied them from the town of Tuonue, attacked them. And in the attack, it was discovered that they bore on themselves tattoos of black and white. The party managed to fend off the attack, killing two. And just as the third attempted to take his own life, Peter grabbed him and <laughs> spared Peter his life. Peter was awesome! <laughs> Dragged him up on board the ship, while Womberbash, uh, to varying levels of success, tried to keep the crowd at bay. I succeeded, but not in the way one might think. <laughs> And Tira was taken into the captain's quarters because she had extreme injuries. Yeah. Thump is tending to her, and let's pick up there. Yeah, I think we should probably send a writer back to the to the town to let them know that they have traitors among them. Who are you talking to? Yes, because he can't be talking to me. I'm in the cabin. He can be yeah. talking to Peter, I'm I guess. I'm talking to Thump. <laughs> Thump Thump's is with in me the... in the cabin. Oh, I'm talking to Peter. Peter's hey, I'm, down below. I'm, I'm, I'm down is below. He? I'm down below just oh, like shackling securing, guy. Securing Peter, get up here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to I'm somebody. I'm talking to somebody. <laughs> You're just talking to one of the random sailors over there. Um, so, sorry, Bash. What, what's in your mind? I, I want to send a dispatch back to the town to let them know that, look, your honor guard that you sent us had tattoos, black and white, and they attacked us. So you could have some traitors amongst you. Okay. Uh, there are sailors on board. Um, there, maybe you could get somebody's attention from down below. Let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to yell out. Hey, hey, can, can someone send a, a message back to, to Onue? Somebody steps forward and bows respectfully to you. Let them know that, um, the, the guards that they sent with us, uh, betrayed us and they had black and white tattoos. I think they'll understand what that means. It will be done. And the, the man bows again and turns is there anything that you want to say to address this crowd? Basically, what has happened just now was an attempt to take your lives. What is your understanding of the situation? Just laughing because we have our, like, one of our most socially inept <laughs> members of the group is, is responsible for addressing this tragedy to the crowd. I'm going to raise my hands and say, today we are canceling the apocalypse. <laughs> no. Or, so or like, today we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> oh, Bill. Pullman. There's just like some guy in the crowd who salutes. Yeah, I was going to say the most American extra ever. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to address the crowd. I'm just going to step down and say, okay. Everyone's shaken up and Bash is like, mm. <laughs> After securing the prisoner, I'm going to... It's like the end of Napoleon Dynamite's dance. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, kind of off. off stage. <laughs> and run off to the side. <laughs> so your message is being delivered. <laughs> I'm still picturing Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can find that part. Yes. Oh, I have the movie, so we can make one. We can make a clip. Oh, okay. yeah, sweet. We have it too. Yeah, we do too. But but yours is already digital. Exactly. <laughs> it's class. 
That's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the end of our episode today, Stackers. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Tira, you are in the cabin. Thump is there with you, tending to you. Is there anything you want to do? You feel tired, but at the same time, you're, your mind is full. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking I'm laying there a bit restlessly. Uh, he has brought me, obviously this is a little bit, tiny bit meta, I guess. He's brought me a back up to 32 hit points, but out of my total of 86, that's still pretty ill. Um, so I'm, I'm not on the brink of death anymore, but... We'll say your face is white and you're maybe a little yeah, shaky yeah. from all that damage. Right. So I'm a little bit restless because like Bash, I'm thinking uh, there, there's there's treachery and we don't even, aside from Peter's genius uh, move to make sure the captain at least was trustworthy, for all we know, there's others on board who could be in league with these the black and white, um, what would you call it? Tattoos. We know we know that the guy who's oh, in charge of this is a three. I mean, like the black and white people clan, or hey, the hey, black be and careful white. now, be careful now. I know. <laughs> we know that they are under <clears throat> the leadership of some figure named the Reaver Mordant. Right. But anyway, um, so I'm kind of restless, and maybe I'm trying to get up, and Thump is telling me not to, or whatever. I mean, I don't want to role play Thump too, but that's just what I'm picturing. I smell somebody sitting back down again and relaxing. <laughs> Wait, we, uh, he, he's not necessarily going to try and stop you. Okay. So he's going to let me stumble. Yeah, he, no, he respects, he respects your strength. Okay. And so if you're ready to get up, who is he to question that? I guess so. I, where, where are Peter and Bash? I need to... He points to toward to the cabin door. All right. Well, let, let me up. Let me up. I, I've got to find, find Peter and Bash. I've, I've got to talk to them. We've got to figure out what to do next. And so I'm going to kind of wobble up to my little feet he helps you up and the the slight rock of the ship isn't helping exactly mm-hmm. but you're fine okay you manage to make your way out onto deck and when you come out there's a great gasp and then a cheer from the crowd they're still assembled at the foot of the gangplank and then it turns into cheers just smile and wave <laughs> just smile and wave no I, I was thinking i would kind of raise a hand um very touched i, I guess i was a I wasn't ever knocked out. Was I Was I unconscious? No, okay. Um, so, all right. So I guess I just wasn't aware that everybody was still right there on the on the uh, dock or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, on the dock. Yeah, and so uh, quite touched all of a sudden brings me out of my frenzy to find the other two just for a moment. So I'm going to raise an arm so that they know I'm okay. There's a, a cheer and then the crowd goes silent. Why? <laughs> you went like this, and they're like, oh, she's going to say something. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You're on the spot. <laughs> Man. I meant raise an arm like I'm waving. Oh, grief. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, well, run through really quickly what has happened. I mean, starting from when? From the whole town being... Attacked and us fighting them off. Sure. All right. What, what do you mean run through like in my speech to these people or just in my own head? In your head to start with. Oh. And then maybe that will help you figure out what you want to say. I mean, like the townspeople weren't really necessarily involved in that battle, were they? No, was, but maybe um, you could use this as a rallying. 
mm-hmm. something to buck their spirits. Because your understanding is that this is not over. Right. All right. So I put my hand down and I'm a little bit surprised that they've all gone silent. But I just so I look out over the crowd and I'm seeing anxious faces. I'm seeing maybe some even some tear streaked faces as well as some like angry and resolved faces. And just to just to paint your picture, you still have spatters of blood. You still have uh, obvious contusions because you're still you're not fully healed. Mm-hmm. So you look battered. Yeah. Maybe one of your eyes is black or something. Yeah, Just you, You look like a wreck. So staring out at the crowd and seeing all these various reactions, I raise my voice as much as I'm able and just say, my friends, my companions and I, thank you. We've been attacked. We've been frightened. But we have prevailed today. The conflict is far from over, but if we can stand together as we have done, we will yet prevail. Go back to your homes, tell your families, tell your communities, your neighbors, anyone who will listen, that we need to be ready. My companions and I will continue our quest and the fight, but we need you behind us, and we know you are. For Dawin! Why don't you go ahead and roll a performance check with advantage. 18. 18. The crowd goes wild. We all win! Yeah! Woo! Seeing your figure standing there, maybe Thump is helping to support you. Uh, You can't quite... You can carry your weight, but he's just there being protective. Seeing you standing after what looked like a horrible experience um, and you able to, to talk to them the way you just did in spite of the wounds you took and because of your obvious strength, because you were swinging that axe like no one's business, uh, they, they just erupt into cheers when you yell out for Daohuin. Here is somebody who's not even one of their own, ready to stand up for them. And today you have added some steel to the spine of the people of Daohuin. Good job. Why don't you take three experience points for that? With that, the crew begins to cast off. So they're dropping the ropes, they're raising the sails, they're pushing off from the, de- from the dock. And the people are crowding up against the edge of the dock now. Some almost seem to be in danger of being pushed in, mm-hmm. although they're, they're being respectful of that. And the ship begins to make sail. Down below, Peter, you hear the shouts of the people outside, and you have finished making your prisoner fast. What are you going to be doing? So I assume he's still unconscious. I stabilized him at zero hit points. Yes. So he's 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 just conked out. And being an assassin, I don't trust him to... You're uh, an assassin? No, no. Being, no, him being, an, being an assassin. Yeah, him being an assassin. I didn't trust him with just what little protection, what little restraints there were so i was like getting ropes and chains and whatnot and i was like i was being thorough so okay he's, he's all bound up you've got ropes going around all the crates and <laughs> <laughs> like peewee herman rubbing up his bike <laughs> yes. I actually i've actually tied up his eyeballs yeah. uh, he um, is going to be out for three hours three hours 
good. You don't know that, but that's what well, it's Well, hey, hey, I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a priest of Asham. I could, like, check him out, be like... Yeah, give me a medicine check. I'm going to sniff his Ooh, blood... give him a medicine check. I'm going to sniff his bloodstream. That sounds like it's three sniff hours to me. Sniff his bloodstream. That sounds like three hours to me. Sniff his bloodstream. That sounds like three hours to me. It's medical knowledge. Don't question it. I guess not. Are you a doctor? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's the who's the Vashemite here? It's an 18. Okay, yeah, you can estimate that it's going to be about three hours. You've seen similar effects. All right, I'm setting my sundial watch and alarm <laughs> gotcha. for three hours. And I'm going to head topside and check on everyone else. Okay, Womberbash, what are you up to? I want someone to take the knife out of my back. I'm going to go and do that. That's out. It was okay. a sh- it was one of the short okay. swords. Because my shoulders hurt. <laughs> um, I assume we're going to get a long rest here pretty soon. What time is it, by the way? What time of day? It is maybe 10 in the morning. Okay. I'm going to head over to that little stove area that I saw some uh, boiling water. And I'm going to start to prepare myself a cup of tea. Just imagine Womberbash. He's got a knife wound in his back, and he just casually strolls over to make himself a pot of tea. Yep. Uh, so I guess it's like a tea mess. They're on deck just making cups of tea to hand out. And as sailors have opportunity when they're done with whatever tasks they have preparatory to mm-hmm. making sail, they pop over and get a little cup of tea and uh, maybe a bit of biscuit or something and they all they they, um what they do after getting their tea is they sit down and they do a couple of almost ritual things with the cup kind of like turning it a certain way rubbing on the rim as they have been instructed since the days of their youth to um handle tea before they drink it nice it's a bit of a time-consuming process so they make sure they get through their work first before they go and get their tea Cool. Bash doesn't do any of those things. He just drinks the tea. They're all staring at you. It's hot. Okay, but it tastes very good. It's it's a good strength, um, even though it's coming out of a rather suspect-looking pot. But it, it tastes very good. The pot has a black and white tattoo on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you all want to do? Tira, you're on deck. What right. W- well, so I look over. I see Peter and Bash have come. Well, Bash always was on deck. And Peter has come up, so I'm going to make my way over to them so we can talk about what just happened. Okay. You gather everyone together. You're, I guess you're standing around the water yeah, heater. Sure. And Thump is there, just to, just, just to make sure he's, yeah, he's just included. Yeah, Yes, Thump is definitely there. Tira, how are you doing? I, I'm all right. Don't worry about me. What just happened? Has anyone sent word back to Tuonue that the honor guard was full of traitors? Yeah, I, I asked someone to go back. Oh, good, Bash. I'm glad you thought of that. What do we do now? Are we sure everyone on this boat is loyal? Take two for that, Wamberbash. <laughs> now, we could check them all, but that might be time-consuming. I would definitely make it more difficult for us to get to um, Rahashmanoth with all speed. What's more important, getting there fast or getting there at all? If there are more traitors on board, we might not make it there. Well... First, let's take this conversation to the cabin so that way we're not just having this conversation out in the air where potential traitors might be listening in. Fine. I'm actually going to escort Tira to the cabin. Yeah, you're making a scene, lady. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way 
to the cabin. The captain is on deck, obviously, this early in the voyage. He's very busy making sure everything is as it should be. Uh, and so you can go on into his cabin. And inside that coolness, away from the blowing of the wind and the, the sound of the waves and sailors, you have a quiet place in which to conduct your conversation. All right. So what do you suggest we do then? We should stay here where it's easy to defend should anybody try to attack us. <laughs> Tira, you need to rest. You are still badly hurt. Wombarash. I need to eat. I'll see if I can get some food. You guys need to stay here. Thump will watch over you. I'll stay here for now, but before we get too far from, from land, we need to find out. We need to check everybody on board somehow or other. I'll go talk to the captain. Well, do it then. All right, so I turn around and I walk out, and I'm going to go up to the captain. Hello? Taken a bit aback by his voice. I, <laughs> no, I, no. I, oh, oh, no, please, please. <laughs> Do you want him to have that voice? No. Yes. I think that breaks character. No. <laughs> he, we've never heard him talk yet, so this is this is good. This is good. Yes. I stagger back a bit, and then I go, how, how do we know that all of these sailors are trustworthy after what happened? I chose them. That sounds like Treasure Island to me. <laughs> are you sure that all of them check out? I trust them with my life. Hmm. Do you trust them with our lives? Definitely. Okay. These are the best sailors I have ever worked with. Okay. I'll hold you to that. With that, I'm going to uh, try and head below decks to try and find something to um, get for Wamberbash. Okay. Uh... You make your way below decks, you pass by your prisoner who is still head lolling against the crates. I lightly smack his face. <laughs> uh, and you make your way to the smell of food cooking. It's early yet, but it's obviously getting close to midday. And the sailors have been busy all day. And so uh, the, the galley chef is making up, uh, making up food for the crew. Excuse me, I, I just need a little bit of food for my friend. You want food? Yes, sir. You wait in line. Okay, is there much of a line already? There is no line. It's above decks when he brings everything up. Okay, so I'm going to then head above deck and... He's easy to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While Peter's going to do that, I'm going to reach in and grab one of my rice balls and start eating one. Okay. You had food? <laughs> yeah, we have rice and shrimp rolls. He didn't say he, you needed to go get food. He just said he was hungry. <laughs> As I'm walking, I realize, wait. Wamberbash carries food. Give me an intelligence him. check. Yep. Some mod 20. Yeah, you remember distinctly Wamberbash's face light up when you parceled out the rice balls. And so you slap your forehead. <laughs> when he comes back in, where did you go? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, you make your way back up. Why don't you report on what you found out? The the captain says that uh the crew is the best men that he's uh ever worked with. He handpicked all of them and he said he trusts them with his life and with our lives. We have that. 
I don't know how much that's worth. <sighs> well, not knowing much about the captain himself, his assurances aren't worth as much as he might think they are. And besides that, the the people of Tuonue apparently thought that their honor guard that they sent with us were the best of the best. We don't know these people. We don't know what they know and what they don't. We've only just learned much of anything about the armies of the Reaver ourselves, and they clearly know nothing. So how do you propose we check everybody? Well, I, I, I mean... I think the solution is actually quite simple. Well, kick we, down the door like you did earlier and check all of their arms. No, we, we just we find out where we're sleeping, and then we just set up a guard, a night watch. That's you it. want us to just hole up in a room in the middle of a ship when we're out in the middle of the sea where... Well, uh, we're, we're, we're going someplace anyway. What else are we going to do? I mean, we, we have to get to where we're going. There's nothing else we can do. We're not going to be able to strip everybody down and check them. I'd rather not do that. Well, many of the sailors already wear short. It's hot weather. Um, yeah, but they could have tattoos on their bum. They could. <laughs> Just like how you said the captain did in the last episode. Have we noticed that the tattoos of people that we've seen so far have all been in the same place? Yes. Okay. On their bums? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <sighs> well, I suppose that's the best we can do for now. It's going to irk you to do yeah. that. Yeah, to do nothing. I don't now, like it. You obviously like being in an enclosed place, but it's more right. the principle of the thing. Right. It, it feels cowardly to you. Yes. Yeah. When, you know, when Peter's like, let's go down to the cabin where it's easy to defend. I'm like, oh, so we just go down to the heart of the ship where we can't hardly get out if we get surrounded? I mean, yikes. I reach back in and grab another rice ball. Okay. And I look at Thump and say, do you want one? You smell rice. Okay, so I'm going to give him one of my rice balls. Rice means no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. No, it's like, no, no, please, no, no. <laughs> ah, I'm allergic to rice. Okay, uh, he takes it, looks at it, and then just pops it right into his mouth. <laughs> when we need a sound effect for yeah, that Yeah, right? <laughs> that was... The happy coincidence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the ship is under full sail. You can feel the uh, the pull as you're as you're making such good speed. The the winds are coming off of this peninsula from behind you, blowing over the mountains and really giving you a good boost westward. About two and a half hours into the uh, into the the voyage, Peter, you realize it's getting close the time for him to wake up yep all right so i'm just gonna go ahead and head downstairs i'm actually gonna see if i can bring Walmer bash with me ah okay sure i'll go i don't like that guy though oh wait and uh did any of the other did any of us find out what tira's helmet did or did tira just put it on not tell us oh yeah i'm not sure if because that was all in the, in the middle of a heated battle so i don't know if they would have noticed or yeah anything. i have a feeling i have a feeling you're th well Give me a perception check, both of you. We'll just kind of play this one by ear. 13. 15. Your suspicion is that she just got tired of having something on that she wasn't used to wearing, so she just took it off. But you have no idea from her mm -hmm. or no indication that it was doing anything. Okay, so as Peter gets up to leave, I say, Peter, wait, where are you going? I'm going down to check on the prisoner. Well, let me come. No. No. no, no. <laughs> Tira, you need to rest. You're too, you're too wounded. We can't let you come with us. Well, wait, wait, wait. 
and I start rummaging in my pack. Can I assume that you're going to at least you're at least going to try and find out what he, uh, how he came to be in our honor guard and 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 what he was doing? Yeah. Well, here, take this then. Uh, and so I get helmet. out my helmet. It's the helmet that you found a while ago. What does it do? When I put it on during the battle, I don't know how it worked exactly, but I could suddenly hear. Uh, Thoughts of people around me. It, it was hard to isolate because there was so much going on, but uh, I, I, I could hear people's thoughts. Then as we were chasing Kalawakos, I, ha- I had it on then as well. And I couldn't exactly read his thoughts, but I was getting some powerful emotions off of him. A- and as well as a, a pretty thick barrier to whatever might have been going through his head. I think that somehow this helmet makes it possible for you to know whether people are lying or, or, or even hear exactly what they're thinking. Take this, put it on before you enter the room. Put it on before you enter the room so he doesn't suspect that it's not part of your usual armor. And, and just see if it helps. All right. So Peter takes the helmet, uh, puts it on his head. Peter, you hear, like I've already described for Tira... You hear whispering around you, and it's voices that are just too indistinct to be interpreted, but you feel like you could focus your attention in one particular direction and perhaps reach into somebody's mind to hear what they're thinking. Kind of taking a moment to get used to this. He's also not used to wearing a helmet. So. Yeah, we'll say it's a bit disorienting. Wamberbass, what's up? Uh, do Do me, do me. Try to listen to my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I hear from Wombrush? I wonder, I wonder how many of these rice balls I can fit in my mouth at one time. Okay. <laughs> Basically, the helmet can be used to send and receive telepathic messages, or you can cast detect thoughts using the helmet. Is it like a certain amount of charges? It doesn't say charges on this. Dope. You make your way down to the hold where you left Shiro. You make your way down the stairs. And when you turn around, you can see him still sitting there. He's cross-legged on the floor, his arms behind him, and he's strapped up. His chin is down on his chest, but his head looks like it might be just starting to move. Is there anything either of you wants to do? Well, I have my, I'm pulling out my longsword already. And I'm just going to kind of crouch down next to him. What happens in the three hours? Does he gain like a couple of hit points to therefore then be able to be, be, be conscious? Or does he have to heal him to a certain degree for him to be conscious? He's, uh, he's I'm going to say points. basically this is a short rest for him. Okay. And so he, he has a small number of hit points okay. back. No more than eight. Okay. So he is very weak and only just conscious. You should be able to put that uh, helmet on and like maybe see if you can hear any of his thoughts while he's asleep. I'm already wearing the helmet, so... Do you hear anything? Did you do anything? Did you cast a spell? What's going on? Do you want some rice balls? Down here below decks... Yeah, they're kind of squished now. <laughs> Down here below decks, the whispering is not quite as intense. Most of it was up above decks when you, you were around more of the sailors. Here below a layer of thick wood that makes the deck... You only hear a couple of whispering voices, one of which is, uh, you think, is Shiro. 
I'm going to focus my attention on Tushiro's voice. Okay, and you're basically casting Detect Thoughts? Basically, yes. He raises his head, looks blearily around the hold, and sees the two of you. You can tell he's trying to adjust to make sense of what he's saying. And then he groans. He just Uh, died. (laughs) (laughs) He bit his uh, his cyanide 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 capsule, (laughs) and he's dead. He says, I will never talk to you. You don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give it away, man. At the surface level, his thoughts are, it's hard to explain it in words, but basically they are blocking as much as they can. But you are able to see an unreasoning hatred of all of you, all three of you in particular, but by extension, four. So I am going to try and probe deeper, and he'll have to make a wisdom saving throw against my uh, spell save DC. Actually, for this, it's DC of 13 for the helmet. Oh, okay. There is a little bit of resistance, and then you find yourself sliding deeper into his mind. I'm in. It's <laughs> <laughs> an acrofilm. Inception. <laughs> yeah. Shifting past those outward thoughts, that again, that unreasoning hatred, you slide through an oily layer deeper into his mind, and there you find yourself staring into a black eye and a white eye and a metal face. It points its finger in your direction. And then in this thought, Shiro turns and looks and spits at you. I hold up one hand. I catch the spit one hand. I throw it back at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll to hit versus armor class. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. I do not make it. <laughs> The spit sticks to your hand. <laughs> I wipe it on his face. <laughs> Hard. On the Reaver's face. <laughs> this is the source of that unreasoning hatred. Mm. Does it seem like the Reaver is just like taking control of him and he's acting basically against his will? Like this is just dominating his thoughts in a sense that he is not actually in control of him. It's just the Reaver Morton is... Uh, puppeteering him possessing maybe possessing him or is this guy like like just under his influence and doing his own thing well let's see you put your hands up to the sides of the helmet and you're bearing down even more terrible rolls for shiro (laughs) he's really weak we we whooped him you find yourself tumbling even deeper boy and this time it's like you hit a slick patch and slide even further down and you find a young boy who has been wrongfully accused of something that one of his siblings did and he seethes with anger not because he was taking the fall for his sibling but rather because his parents vented their entire fury on him and so he is angry he's angry for being treated like a child, even though he is obviously a child in this memory. But in this thought, he is resolving that he will never be treated this way again. He has been around the army of Dao Huin. 
he sees what real men look like, what real soldiers do and how they are never looked down upon. And that is his purpose. He resolves that he will never be treated like this again. Thoughts of running away are tied intimately into this memory, this thought. And so he runs and he runs and he runs. And at last, you find yourself rising back out of this deeper layer to the previous layer. And you can see this figure with a metal face wrapping its arm around him and pointing in your direction. I wish I had the helmet on. Because I would psychically attack that guy, the other guy. No, no, no. He needs rehab. Then you feel yourself forcibly no, no, no. pushed out of his mind entirely. Not Shiro. I'm talking about the, the masked figure. Oh, the masked figure. I was, I was like, no, don't attack him. He's just a child. Peter, you find yourself back in the slightly musty hold with Wamberbash at your side. Wamberbash, all you've seen the whole time is Peter's eyes apparently yeah, rolled back in his head. And he's almost starting to shake and then suddenly he gasps <gasps> and what, what happened what did you see i, I saw <sighs> i saw the reaver what i saw the reaver mordant it's it he's he he ordered this hit on us it was it was terrible it was this large cloaked figure and he wore a smooth metal mask you will never defeat my master and then he starts to laugh <laughs> you will never defeat my master. I, um, master, I call to you. Oh, no. Hey, Wamberbash casts Mind Thrust on him. No, 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 no. Okay. Stop, 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 okay. stop, stop, nope. stop, stop, That's stop. what he does. Stop. He doesn't get to do it. Stop. <laughs> do not use Eight. a look. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to take, I'm going to take. Is that an attack spell? Yes. Okay, so your eight does not hit him. Okay. He shrugs it off. Peter? What I'm doing is I'm grabbing a coil of rope, and I'm just uh, another coil of rope, and I'm going to basically gag him. Yeah, but that's not going to work. not going to work. He's, he's, linked, he's linked in his mind. He said you saw him in his mind. It was just a memory of, of him being ordered. Oh, man, I'm not in this room. <laughs> you know what? Can I can I use a luck point now? <laughs> no, 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 no. One more bash. One yeah, bash. Use go, go get Tira. Uh, no, you're out get of luck Tira. <laughs> You used all your, I think you used all your luck points in the battle. I did. And so, um, he, he says, save me, my master. No, I'm tying him around the mouth. I'm, it's not going to work. I'm gagging him. I'm going to take out my dagger and I'm going to try to slice his throat. No, Ah! (laughs) no. As you pull out your dagger, a crooked smile appears on his face and his eyes sink back into his head and his face seems to shrivel. And then he just becomes a desiccated husk there in the hold. I'm like standing there with the rope out. I'm just staring. All the life force, anything of vitality that was in him is immediately drained away. And he, you're left with what amounts to a mummified body. He knows we're here. He knows what's going on. He knows what we're, where we're going. He knows what we're doing. Spared the dying? There's nothing to spare. No. There is absolutely no life whatsoever left this in this. This is bad. This is so we, we, bad. we don't have any element surprise at all. Like, he knows something. Well, we didn't tell, we didn't tell him oh what was, whatever was going what? on. Yes, yes, he did. He, I mean, they, they, they were, they were, they were, um, escorting us here. They know, they know something. They, they know, know we're getting on the they ship. They know we're headed to Rahajmanoth. They don't know what our real business is there. That's true, but I think that's enough. They know where to now strengthen their forces or something. They know we're coming. Black flowers sprout out of all of the crates 
and the ropes and the chains and things that you used to tie him up. And all over this body, there's basically a carpet of black flowers covering everything. Uh, I'm backing away. I'm backing away. And I'm going to... They're starting to grow out of your armor and your clothing as well. <gasps> no! Run! All right. Run! I'm, I'm going to ah! get out of there. I'm going to get out of the room. Uh-huh. You, you make your way as quick. It's like you cannot get up the ladder and fast And I'm going to start trying to like, like wipe it off just to try to wipe off the flowers. You wipe off the layer of flowers and there's just pieces of flower strewn across this deck now that you're up above and the, the breeze flowing over you helps you to feel like this must have just been a bad dream. A few more do poke out, but as you brush those away, nothing else happens. And I'm, I'm, I'm hard on his heels too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I figured you both got out at right about the same moment. Is there like any kind of trap door I can slam or anything? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that thing is slammed <laughs> so hard. Hey, I, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a small bag and pick up some of the petals of the black flowers and put them in there and tie it up and put it in my. They pack. crunch a little bit under your fingers okay. as you do that. But okay. yes, you have some black petals if you want to add that to your collection. I'm going to turn that into something. Actually, really quickly. Well, no, I really want to just do a uh, sacred flame on this. <laughs> But on a wooden ship? Yeah, not a good idea yeah. to set a wooden yeah, ship on I re- fire. Yeah, I realize that this wouldn't really Follow be... me, Peter. Fo- no, eyes on me. Eyes on me. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. need to get back. This is bad. We need to tell Tira right away. She'll know what to do. I am kind of speed walking over. <laughs> no pressure. No, Tira will tell us what to do. <laughs> my solution would have been to run down there and cleave that guy in two with my axe. I don't know what else. <laughs> hey, hey, Tira, you're never going to believe what happened. What? Peter what? jacked everything up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said I wasn't going to believe it. Yeah. Aww, <laughs> Aww, Peter. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Ting. <laughs> <laughs> they burst into the cabin through the door, and it's like they're fitting through the door at the same moment, right. just tumbling over their words, and you cannot make sense out of it. What? Slow it's, down. It's, what it's happened? Like, oh There's black flowers oh everywhere. I just I, mean, I just played that scene from SpongeBob where they learn that that bad word that's just like a dolphin sound effect. Oh yeah! And so they're all they're running like you know they're running to the Krusty Krab going to tell Mr. Krab on each other and it's like just like <laughs> jump in and they're just like talking over each other and he said no and then it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what's happening here. Yeah. Wait 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 stop stop stop. One of you, Peter, you had the helm on. What what happened? What did you hear? What did you see? Anything? So I went into the first. So I was in the first layer of his subconscious, I guess. And and there was just hatred towards all of us, unreasoning, unthinking hatred. And then I pushed a bit deeper, and I saw the Reaver Mordant. And you it was, saw him. I saw him. It was, I saw his mask. It was it was a it was smooth metal, and uh, one eye was inset with a black stone, and the other was inset with a white. So that's that's where the black and white keeps on coming in from. Okay. Then I pushed in just one more deeper, and I saw his past. He was the Reaver's past. No, 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 no. Uh, the Assassin's past. He um he was angry because of something that happened in his childhood. He was punished for some reason, and and so he he just ran away, and, and the Reaver found him, and then directed him at us, and, and then and then I got. I got forced out of his out of his head, and he and uh, while Wombabash was trying to to just just put him just take him out, then he started calling to his master, the Reaver Morton. He knows we're coming, and what? and then 
the, the assassin just shriveled in front of our eyes. What? There's black flowers everywhere. They were coming out of everywhere. Black flowers? Yeah, it's like out of his body, out of his bonds, everything. Black flowers started spreading. It actually started growing on Wamrabesh a little bit. We ran out of there as fast as we could. What? Bash, are you all right? I, I, I think I'm fine. You don't feel like you've been taken over too, do you? No, I'm no. going to make a medicine check on him just to see what's going on. It's a 17. Physically, he seems to be in good health. Um, why don't you give me a perception check to <gasps> both of you? No. Ooh. Mod 20. Wamberbash, you feel something tickling under your robes. <gasps> no, 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 so no, no, I take no, no. I take off my 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 clothes completely. Ah. <laughs> no, well, honey, he does it all the time. <laughs> I know, but still, does this mean that we should just be all right with it? No, we're not surprised at this point. Let's put it that way. You're a doctor, sort yeah, of. Come on, man. All right, go ahead, honey. Uh, Red. <laughs> <laughs> Flowers are growing off of your lower legs. Bash! Searing smite! No, Peter! <laughs> I start trying to wipe, I try to wipe them off my legs. They come off easily um, and, and just float down to the floor. The petals, the stems, everything just floats down to the floor. Do they start to growing the out of the floor? No. I think this is just the lingering effect, but now you can see what they were talking about. I was like, no! Infected. I know, that's what I was thinking! <laughs> I, f- I feel I-, I feel okay. Give me that. And so I take the helmet from Peter. All right, I'm going to put it on. And I'm going to cast the spell on Bash. I want to see if he's been infected. Okay. Master. No! no! <laughs> <laughs> we, see, we, want, we watch with horror as Walmart Bash shrivels before they our very don't suspect ends. a thing, Master. <laughs> Inside his mind, you hear... <laughs> Basically, in his surface level, mushrooms. <laughs> there's blue skies and rainbows. <laughs> there's a monkey on a tricycle. <laughs> Smelling his finger for some reason. <laughs> he topples uh, over. <laughs> it's very simple bash thoughts. You know, you see a picture of his spoon. You see yeah. uh, the rice ball that he just ate. All right, Bash, just relax. I promise I'm not going to hurt you. What are you doing? I'm trying to find out what happened, what's happened to you, why this is all happening. Just just, just be still. Just relax. And I'm going to try and push a little deeper. Inside your mind, you can feel it feels like somebody is like parting your brain, like, like they're yeah. just taking it and separating it with their hands. I feel all funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bash, it's just me. It's just me. It's okay. So standing there in the dim light of the cabin, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're trying to relax and you don't know how to do that. You're used to using your mind to affect other people, mm-hmm. but you're not used to it happening to you. All right. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to just kind of grab with one hand. I'm going to grab his upper arm with mine so he can feel a physical connection. So can, look, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mind 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 fingers. <laughs> All right, nobody else is going to touch you. No one's going to hurt you. It's just me. I'm going to run out of nowhere and smack him on the back of his no, neck. No, don't do that. <laughs> so I, have, I just have a hold of him. Not like I'm like, but just like just a, a firm hold so he can feel okay. Fizzle connection, you, me, it's just me. I just need to make sure that you are all right. That helps to calm you. As much as you're able, you relax your mind. 
And so Tira, you poke down into the next level and you see replayed a lot of what I've already described in previous episodes of two figures grappling at the door of a house and a flash and things shattering. And you can hear his father say, I love you, Womberbash. You can hear a voice snarling. There is nothing to you. You are worthless. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. But then a light seems to dawn across his thought, his consciousness, subconsciousness. And you can see yourself and Peter standing there on either side of him. And Thump is behind him. There's a scent of methane in the air and a feeling of deep hunger. But it feels like in spite of everything that is going on in his subconscious, he holds on to the picture of all three of you. And you find yourself rising gently out of this deeper inner core and back to the surface level. And then you find yourself back in the cabin. I think you're all right. Okay, I guess I'll get dressed now. Yeah. I don't know why the flowers weren't sprouting on Peter ever. They Just were. Yeah, I said they were going off of his armor, too. Oh, First, okay. I have to check on myself. Okay. I do not make it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a two. <laughs> oh, no. Peter, you don't notice that you have something trapped between your lower armor, leg armor, and your leg. Guys, do you guys notice it? Please tell me you notice it. Uh, There's no way. It's You've got it's greaves on. Armor. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, no. Ew. <laughs> you are now able to take a long rest if you so choose. I think we'd better. Please, because I need some look points back. <laughs> well, then I guess that means I'm going to have to take off my armor to do so. So I do that, and I look down, <laughs> and what do I see? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you see a pressed flower. I a black rip flower. it off, and I throw it out the window with all the rage of all the holy beings in heaven. <laughs> it flies out about one foot and then just drops gently down to the water surface. There, that was the only one you could see. The only one I could see. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's one in your crack, Peter. There's one <laughs> in your crack. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> no. I'm whole... not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. A whole, <clears throat> a whole bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my. Um, you get the benefits of a long rest. All hit points rehealed. Hit dice restored. Spell points, spell slots Everything is back. Luck points restored. I do want to get this in before we close up. After two days of sailing, at long last, land becomes visible to the west. Kashandura. Though few from your part of the world have ever made it to the exotic shores of this island nation of Rahajmanath, many have heard of the historic city of Kashan and its fabulous port of Dura. Once the seat of an ancient kingdom, it is still magnificent in its own way. From several miles out to sea, the twisting streets of the intricate city beyond beckon to you through its island port. Two tall statues stand at the opposite ends of an open harbor, and a mixture of deep red sandstone and white marble create pleasing textures and patterns on the port's structures. And what structures they are. Graceful red stone buildings with delicate domes and elegant pointed arches lift almost weightlessly toward the sky. 
A short way along the coast to the north, a flock of large white birds climbs into the air as a single body. The sound of wings is lost at this distance. But you can see the birds moving at a stately pace as they rise and rise and rise. It is hot. From the rank trees that reach jealous branches for the thriving city of Kashan, which stands on the mainland behind Dura, steam rises into the young day's air. As your ship draws nearer, people in fanciful clothing move slowly through the muggy air on the docks. From somewhere in the teeming mass rises the plangent sounds of a sitar. The people's speech is musical, almost laughing, and it feels welcoming. Something else begins to become apparent as your ship approaches. The city's age. The carvings that seem so defined from a distance are still impressive up close, but are considerably worn. Thick creepers run along buildings, testament to the crowding jungle surrounding Dura and much of this end of the country. And that is where we are going to end this episode. The last episode we have before our live appearance next week at the Odenton Branch Library. We hope you'll join us if you can. And let's talk experience points. For using the helmet. Whose idea was that? I think it was Tira's, yeah. yeah. I, th- so, I, I, think. I think it was mine because I was like, man, I can't get Tira because she's resting and whatnot. But um, she, she ended up convincing me to get it anyway. Why don't you take two, Tira, for that? Uh, Peter, I, or Thane, I liked Peter's idea to move the conversation off the deck and into the private quarters. I agree. That was good thinking. So go ahead and take two for that. And for your successful Inquisition, won't you take another three? No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. And let's go from there. Norse battle. Me and Bash role-playing the whole flower thing. Okay, yeah. Um, why don't you each take one? I already got two points for the uh, sending the uh, messenger back to... Uh, yes, to yeah, good, way, so. good. I'm glad I thought to give you that. And go ahead and take one discovery point. For finding the port of Dura in Rahajmanoth. Um, can I get something? Oh, I took. I got three for my speech already. Maybe I can get another one or two because I got back to Tira's nature of being irritated and impatient and <laughs> and uh, eager for action and whatnot. I feel like I've been playing her kind of tame lately. <laughs> Okay. I'll get her down. You. Get her down near death, and her uh, her instincts kick back in. Yeah, you're losing your civilized edge. That's right. I'll give you one for the return. What about thump for uh, just voluntarily taking care of? It? I mean, he didn't ask any quick. He didn't ask. Yeah. No one asked him to do it. He just did it automatically. I think that's pretty cool. Taking care of me, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. He can take two. I mean, because none of us would do it. <laughs> yeah, Peter, we're not going to be Peter around. Peter never her. heals me unless I like beg him to. <laughs> uh the life of a party healer. <laughs> Fine, I'll take all my heels elsewhere. See how much you need me then. You only have two heels. <laughs> oh, buddy. oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Not really a lot happened in that episode. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of action, mm-hmm. but definitely some revelations and some sharing of knowledge. And some freakiness. Yeah. Okay, let's go ahead and have the recap, please. 
All right, Tira is seven points into level seven. Womberbash is seven points into level seven. <gasps> Guess what? Peter's seven points into level seven. Wow. <laughs> oh. Hey. And Thump is two points into level five. Thump. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Get with the game. So that sounds good. And again, we're really getting excited about next weekend. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have our families there. And uh, I know Thane has some friends who are going to be coming to join. And hopefully we'll have some other folks who drop in. And it should be a lot of fun. We're trying to get everything set. I, I heard there's going to be some prizes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we're working on that. We're trying to put together a neat prize package to, uh, as a giveaway, like a little raffle. So if you're going to join us, be ready for that. So that's all we have. We appreciate you joining us, and we look forward to seeing you here again at our table next time at Stack of Dice. My companions and I will continue our quest and the fight, but we need you behind us, and we know you are. For Dahlin! <laughs> that stays. That's fame. Inglorious fame. Inglorious fame. <laughs> 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 so untimely. <laughs>